0: The Lightning Round. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 52 of the Dave Kirshner Lightning Round podcast. It is the Jackassery episode. So, here it goes, baby! (laughs) Uh, I'm actually, I'm recording this early because, um, I don't know if you can see it out my window, but, um, so the Midwest, the Ohio Valley, which is pretty much where I'm at, uh, we're expecting, well, everywhere from New Mexico all the way through New England, uh, there's a big storm coming, uh we're getting rain all day today and then overnight it's supposed to turn to freezing rain um and there's you know it could come down as ice pellets it could come down as freezing rain if it's ice pellets we're not as likely to lose power but if it comes down as freezing rain which is rain it comes down as rain but immediately freezes uh that's when we start losing power uh tree lines uh uh, tree limb snap and hit power lines and things like that and uh, I'm not 100% confident I'm gonna have power so um, I'm recording this episode early uh, it's it's Wednesday right now and um, but I'm still gonna release it on Saturday just to keep to the schedule and uh, uh, you know I've done everything I can to prepare for it Um, I have plenty of firewood. I always have plenty of firewood. Um, I've moved a bunch of that into the garage to keep it from getting wet. Uh, I've moved some of it into the house so we can quickly light a fire if we lose power. Uh, I have another stack on the back porch. Um, So in that regard, you know, we're going to have heat. Um, We have a gas uh, range and oven, but the electronics on it won't work, but I'll still be able to use the stovetop. Uh, have a gas water heater so we'll still be able to uh, take warm showers um, if worse comes to worse we can always go to the in-laws house because they have a generac and um, we do not that was a uh, budget cut <laughs> when we did a remodel oh five years ago six years ago um, we have a really old house it was built in the 40s and um You know the plumbing and electrical went over budget of course Um, and then uh, the my wife's selection for countertops went over budget so that was the straw that broke the camel's back and Dave lost his generator so now we're paying the price I might have to just bite the bullet and go and get one and have it installed um, once we're out of winter and prices come down so Um, have some, so, so John Jeffers, uh, who's kind of the head honcho for the Contra Radio Network. Uh, he, he gave me access, (laughs) bad move, John. He gave me access to, um, upload, uh, my own, uh, shows when they're ready. I can put them on. Uh, like timers like the episode that came out this morning episode 51 was a preparedness episode Um, but I actually uploaded that on Monday and then told it to release at 6 a.m. on Wednesday uh, February 2nd so that went off without a hitch Um, I'm still fine-tuning it I'm still trying to figure out why it it loads in some places and some other and not in others like it'll show up in um, uh, Apple podcasts it'll show up in um iheart but it, it, it for some reason it's not loading up immediately into spotify but spotify is a is an audio only they don't do the video actually all of them are audio only except for the potbean that um where you can get the the actual video at uh, crn.best but um anyway i've got access to go do that and there's plenty of these handy little drop-downs in there so I can get statistics and see where people are looking at where people are getting the episodes from and and um uh Jeff uh John mentioned it uh in his uh, previous episode or in two episodes ago um uh, but for the month of January you guys downloaded over 4,300 um episodes so wow congrats you know obviously we're not Joe Rogan we don't have 11 million listeners uh We're in, we're talking about niche things like preparedness and self-sufficiency. You know, we're not big names. We just have an opinion and we've, we've used this forum to be able to voice our opinions. Um, But one thing that I did notice, there was a little, you can see the top 10 downloaded episodes for the last month. And um, this show The Dave and Lightning Round Podcast was in the top ten four times. I was number one, I was number six, seven, and nine. That's not bad. So I thank you uh, for for tuning in every week uh, and and for both episodes. Uh, I I made the change from audio only to video, and uh, you guys have responded uh, exceedingly well. Um, you know I, I go from 20 to 30 downloads per episode now I'm in the you know the 80s and 90s every for every episode that you guys are downloading so that's that's great but the number one episode was the episode that I did uh, talking about freeze dryers and the different uh, food preservation methods you guys downloaded that almost 250 times that's that's a lot of downloads for one episode Um So, i got a couple things to talk to you about. Um, (laughs) You know, I think people around the world are basically now, we're we're COVID, we're weary. Uh, We're sick of it. We're sick of dealing with it. We're sick of talking about it. We're sick of the lockdowns. We're sick of the mandates. Um, I mean, you name it, anything tied to it, we're sick of it. Uh, We're learning more and more every day that the responses from these individual governments was um, inappropriate and incorrect because you know now they're they're saying well if you have a cloth mask um, it's only you know like a like a linen something like a shirt or uh, some kind of cloth like material uh, it was only 20% effective to keep you from getting COVID. If you had a uh, kind of a medical mask, um, those were 40% effective. If you have an N95 mask, you're running at about 80-85% uh, effectiveness, I think is the last number I heard. And this is the one that really that really chaps my hide. The CDC came out and said, well, the six-foot social distancing was just an arbitrary number that they picked there was no medical necessity behind it um it was just to make people feel better you know if you're if you're six feet away what it translated to was if you were six feet away you couldn't catch it but you know you've got people that have two shots and a booster they got covid you got you know like my daughter she got covid she got two shots she got her booster she still got COVID. you know and so she's had COVID twice um the oldest one we know she had it at least once we're pretty sure she had it twice uh the wife and i got both got it once um you know and i and i've said it before i didn't want to get the shots i didn't want to get the, the jabs um but i to help take care of her elderly parents who are not the The pictures of good health and my parents are long deceased uh, so that's you know and my brothers are scattered all over the US um, you know and it I didn't want to be responsible for that so I relented and I and I got the shots I'm not gonna go get a booster because I think that that's just a perpetual cycle of of boosters and it's never gonna never gonna achieve 100% efficacy They've, they've come out and said that. <clears throat> I'm not making that up. That's not my opinion. That is medical fact. It doesn't matter how many boosters you get, even if everybody on the planet got shots and boosters, COVID is still going to get through that. There's a lot of scientific mumbo-jumbo out there that uh, other podcasters have covered. And, and you know, Joe Rogan is is, you know, Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan. He's, but he's got people on that are on either side of the spectrum politically, medically. Um, so in that regard, and you know, I was listening to some, some uh, conservative talk radio, and Charlie Kirk had somebody on, and he was going through the science of it, and and, and explaining how, you know, all of these shots are actually not not helping. It's actually building, um, kind of. It, the way that they were describing it, it made me think of all of these COVID shots and boosters and, and what have you, It, it, it it's akin to, um, uh, uh what's the, what do you get the antibiotic resistance? So, um, you know, you, you get all these things and then it COVID just still just figures a way to get through. And, And people are sick of it to the tune of, uh, very large protests in the capitals of very large first world countries. People are sick of it. You've got protests in Canada with the truckers. You've got, which I applaud by the way, and I'm going to come back to Canada in a minute because I know I got a couple listeners up in Canada and thank you for joining us. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for listening. Um, right now you guys you guys are in an extreme state of turmoil but there are protests all over europe you know france germany italy spain portugal the netherlands uh some other scandinavian countries denmark uh finland i mean there there have been protests Uh, australia's got a big one going on Uh, obviously there's been protests in the united states um you know you see protests. I, I haven't seen very many protests from Central and, and South America. Um, but that's mostly because those governments would just shoot them. You know, particularly in Colombia. Um, you know, I, people are sick of it. They're protesting it. They're, they want their rights back. They never uh, willingly gave up their rights. Um, and And to come back to Canada... So you have Trudeau. I, was he a prime minister or president? What? Uh, I don't know. I don't care. Trudeau is. It, it you know it it just seemed ironic that as the truckers got closer and closer to the capital, to Trudeau, uh, suddenly oh he's got COVID, and so he's he's being uh, quarantined. And then when the truckers got there, um, Trudeau and his family have been taken to an undisclosed location, but that didn't stop the little weasel from popping his head out of his little hole to say, well, you know, I only meet with people I agree with. So, you know, he was referencing how he met with the folks from BLM, he met with Antifa, but he's not gonna meet with these people that want freedom and independence and the ability to make their own choices. What a piece of shit. And I'm sorry, if Canadians don't get rid of that guy, you guys are just going to suffer under his yoke of despotism until you guys finally come to your senses and get him the hell out of there. That's my take. Um, It's interesting, though. I'm reading that um, the current administration occupying the White House under false pretenses in this country um, is doing everything that they can to prevent a trucker strike and trucker convoy protest in the United States like we have seen in Canada. Um, You know, there's a saying, you're nine meals away from anarchy. And if the truckers stop, Uh, in this country to go take part in a protest and then just start clogging up DC streets you are nine meals away from anarchy and those truckers are delivering all nine of them there's no you know we're talking you know if you think the shelves are empty now wait until the truckers start having a protest you know your Walmart Target grocery stores home goods stores Home improvement stores. I mean, you name it. I mean, concrete trucks, tow trucks, large, uh, l- large capacity uh, tow trucks that you know that for hauling 18 wheelers and and stuff out of ditches. I mean, all these guys. You should see the, you know, the assembled convoy rolling through Canada. I mean, it's every manner of of big rig you can think of, and those trucks do. Ninety percent of the work to get goods across the country, and, and especially in the United States, but it's the different types of trucks that are uh, amazing me. You know, because it's not just long haul truckers. It's uh, you know, it's it's people with uh, panel trucks. It's it's people with tow trucks. It's it's people with flatbeds. It's you know, take your pick. But if all of these guys just decide you know what we've had enough of this crap and, and and the stuff that's going on in canada is mostly stemming from um trudeau forcing truckers to get vaccinated in order to go back and forth between the us and canada that's my understanding uh there might be some nuanced differences but my understanding is basically stem from uh mandates basically it's it's falling under the umbrella of mandates. And the truckers have had enough of it. They're sick of it. Uh, so now they're now they're you know they're protesting in their own way. And and by and large, everything that I can see, most of the Canadians are supporting them. Now, of course, you have mainstream media, and you have cartoonists that are out there drawing stuff for the U.S. papers, and they literally drew a picture of the truck convoy, and on the side of each one of the the trailers that are being towed. They've, they've put in the word fascist. So, here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if people just don't understand what that term means by a simple basic definition. So, they're protesting uh, to keep their rights. They're protesting to not be subject to the whims of an upper crust uh nobility type class and so which one is the actual fascist these people need a dictionary is what they need and it just it just boggles the mind um some of the things that mainstream media have said uh it it boggles the mind it it truly does in terms of what is being said about the people that are protesting. And then you have Jen tzatziki Uh Oh my, here's what she said. If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that, you ha- that we had on all the TVs, right? Mm-hmm. Which is on my TV right now. So right now, just to give you a sense. So CNN Pentagon, as many as 8,500 US troops on heightened alert, okay, true. Same on MSNBC. CNBC is doing their own thing about the market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean, right? Um, So there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. So, okay, Jen, um, is it just me? Or does this strike you as a wag the dog type of, of deal here? So you've got mainstream media, they're covering uh, Ukraine. And, and she went through this. But Fox News, who I have issues with, don't get me wrong, but Fox News is staying focused on the domestic issues, which at the moment that she gave that interview happened to be around uh, the George Soros uh, elected DAs that are letting criminals out. You know, it it totally reads like a wag the dog, and just for just for shits and giggles, I pulled this up. This is what um, they uh, they had to say here on IMDb about the uh, the movie Wag the Dog. It came out in in um, 1997, um, and the premise behind this movie was: shortly before an election, a spin doctor and a Hollywood producer join efforts to fabricate a war in order to cover up a presidential sex scandal. Then you go over to Wikipedia, which does not contain 100% factual information, Um, but what they wrote was that Wag the Dog was released one month before the outbreak of the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal and the subsequent bombing of the Al-Shifa pharmaceutical factory in Sudan by the Clinton administration in August 1998 which prompted the media to draw comparisons between the film and reality. So what's going on in Ukraine? How is that not wag the dog? Jen Psaki just got caught doing a wag the dog. This administration is doing exactly this. It went on further. To say, the comparison was also made in December 1998 when the administration initiated a bombing campaign of Iraq during Clinton's impeachment trial over the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal. It was made again in the spring of 1999 when the administration intervened in the Kosovo War and initiated a bombing campaign against Yugoslavia, which which coincidentally bordered Albania and contained ethnic Albanians. What she just did was wag the dog. Do not take your eyes off of the prize here, people. Every single fumble that this administration has done is being diverted to Ukraine. Everything, the open border. Oh, we can't figure out why people are coming to our country because you open the border and then you put them on black flights and shift them all over the country. Dumbass! You got the border. You got the supply chain problems. You've got the voter integrity problems. You've got the DAs letting criminals out on the street and shooting our citizens and raping them and running them over with cars and beating them to death. And then you've got the the gangs running in and stealing everything in sight in these stores. But by all means, let's not talk about any of that shit. Let's talk about Putin and Ukraine. What a freaking joke. You know, she finally said the thing that you're not supposed to say out loud. It's, it's this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's laughable. Um, it, you know, that, which brings me to another point. You see all of these bad actors, okay? Uh, Iran, uh, North Korea, China, Russia uh you've got you know militants and terrorists in the middle east um they see how weak and flaccid and ineffectual our current president is. so they're just rattling sabers to see what they can get away with because they know that the idiot he was in the same administration that went on an eight-year apology tour for Barry O'Bomer. You know, and it, and they, they were like, oh my gosh, you know, this is like Christmas. Four years of Christmas unless we can get this guy impeached and convicted and removed from office. But here's the problem. Here's the rub. We would have to go through the same process again to get rid of that cackling moron, Comrade Kamala. Because if you get rid of bumbling, stumbling Joe, you just get cackling Kamala. So now you gotta impeach them both. And number three in line is the Speaker of the House. The only way that we get to that point is if we get rid of the first two. And if the the Republicans can take the House and Senate, they're going to be investigating old bumbling, Stumblin' Joe and his meth-addicted son, Hunter, and all of their, their financial dealings with Communist China. And, you know, there are so many reports coming out about how this family has made so much money from their contacts and ties to members in the Communist Chinese Party. And it just... You're, you're looking at these things and you're saying, you impeached Trump or tried to. Well, technically they did. They didn't convict him. They tried to impeach Trump for a phone call to say, hey, you know, do me a favor. Look into this. That's not impeachable. But they did it anyway because orange man bad. We must undo and well, ah, Trump. He's a mean tweet. <laughs> you know. This guy's actually committing crimes. And he gets a free pass, man. Well, you know what? Come January of 2023, when they seat the new Congress and the new Senate members, or new House and Senate members, um, the first thing that better show up in that box for bills to consider is, is articles of impeachment. Because this guy is as corrupt as you can possibly get. And on top of that, he doesn't have full control of his mental faculties. Everybody can see it. And it's because everybody can see it that all these bad actors are out there running around seeing what they could do. You know what you didn't see when Trump was president? You didn't see North Korea popping off missiles. Because Trump said, you shoot one of those again and I will level your freaking country. Kim Jong-un said, oh, "Oh, oh, maybe he's not screwing around. Russia would not be doing what they were trying to do if Biden was pre- because of Biden being president. If Trump were president, Russia would be sitting on their hands waiting for the next ineffectual jackass to show up. They got gifted Biden because they stole the election. And I've heard many other podcasters say, well you know, you need to stop harping on uh, how the election is stolen. No, I don't. Do I accept the fact that because of a sequence or chain of events, that idiot actually got installed in the White House? Yep, can't do anything about it. Why? Because Republican leadership was not going to pick up the mantle of voting voting integrity and uh, issues associated with the vote between November and January. So now we're seeing things like, What happened in Pennsylvania where they said, no, you're not doing that crap. We're shutting that down Uh, when it came to ballot harvesting and a number of other measures over in Pennsylvania. So um, do I believe that that the election was stolen? Absolutely. And every single piece of evidence that has come out, that has been verified, proves that point. That's it. I'm never going to stop bitching about the 2020 election. I'm never going to stop bitching about the fact that that guy was installed, and I believe his entire administration is illegal. I'm never, ever, ever going to stop bitching about it. Do I accept the fact that because of the things that happened and the things that didn't happen, namely Republican opposition to the election uh, and voting integrity and election integrity, uh, because they did not want to put that foot forward and die on that hill we got this guy as president. Do I accept the fact that he is president? I do. Do I accept the fact that he got there illegitimately and possibly illegally? Yes I do. I can believe in both but I'm never going to shut up about it ever. Somebody wants to talk politics with me and they bring up that jackass I will hammer them into the ground and wish they were never born. I will pull up every single piece of factual evidence that has come out and I will trump on them i will bootstomp them until the only thing showing are the heels on their carcass i will never ever stop because what we are seeing now is a direct result of their cheating their lies their manipulations their rule changes because the Republican leaders did not want to, in their mind, uh, uh, further separate the country or destroy the country uh, with partisan fighting, they gave up. They said, no, we're, we're not going to do that. You know, uh, This guy is not the hill we're going to die on. And to my point, that should have been the hill you died on. Because everybody with a brain in their head knew what was coming when this jackass got installed. They, they literally pulled him out of the, the memory care unit where he was making macaroni art and said, we need you to run for president. And there was his wife, Jill. Come on, honey, you can do it. There's a pandemic, so you don't actually have to campaign. We're going to just... Videotape stuff in the morning when you're alert and with it. And then in the evening, you can go back to your macaroni art when you start to sundown. You ever notice that? All of his press conferences, everything's in the morning. My mother had dementia. I know what the hell I'm looking at. I watched it degrade her for over a decade. I know what it looks like. And so do a lot of people. And in my opinion, what they're doing, what his wife is doing, that's the definition of elder abuse. That guy should be in a pool working on motions and movements to retain muscle mass so he doesn't atrophy. He should not be standing at a lectern stumbling over his words and embarrassing himself, his family, and his country. I just, mm mm-mm, no. And my final point for today is, you know, they they released some jobs report numbers, and there was Zippy's administration out there saying, oh, look, we created, you know, 100,000 new jobs, 150,000 new jobs. No, you didn't. You know what you did? You killed millions of jobs. Millions to get rid of one guy and then the companies that managed to keep their head above water after they laid everybody off and had to close their doors. They've managed to survive financially through the support of locals, people that want to support local business. They managed to stay above water just long enough for us to be able to be released from our homes and bring business back to them either through uh, delivery services or carry out curbside service, or we actually went into the store and got some goods and services. Because we did that, they were able to hire a person back. They were able to hire two people back. They were able to hire a whole shift back, you know, however it went. You killed those jobs and the people were business savvy enough to stay above water And slowly, incrementally bring some staff back. Those aren't new jobs, you frickin' morons. Those were existing jobs that you tried to kill. So your job numbers don't mean shit. Nothing. You know, it's, it's no wonder that the mainstream media has... A believability rating of 26%. And I can't, I don't remember if that was nationally or if that was globally. But the statistic that I just, that I read, that I just quoted to you said that American media is only trusted by 26% of the people. So, what does that tell you? That Well, you know, I know what it tells me. That the American people are getting their news elsewhere because of the consistent, persistent lies. Russia, Russia, Russia. Every time they put uh, Shifty up on screen. That guy, I don't know how that guy can say the stuff that he can say and he hasn't been arrested. I, You know, I know that there are protections in place for... Uh, members of Congress, when they're up giving a speech, they can basically malign their their peers uh, and they can pretty much say what they want and they're protected from it. And Harry Reid did it to Mitt Romney. Went up there and just disparaged him, uh, said he hadn't paid taxes in over 10 years and that, according to Democrats and various polling, that's what cost Romney the election. He put enough doubt out there and the mainstream media carried it down the road. They carried water for him to kill Mitt Romney's uh, presidential chances, and we got eight years of burial bummer. You know, you start there, and then you just keep going forward. How many different stories and and uh, events were twisted and manipulated to the point where they just they were just outright lies. I mean, I could sit here, I could do eight podcast episodes and still not get to the end of every single one of these stories and, and events that the mainstream media has lied about. And you know what you're not going to see? And this is probably why mainstream media is only trusted by 26% of the people. It's because I have a freaking computer right here. I got a computer. I can go to any website in the world. With a simple internet search and I can go see live streaming video of protests taking place in other countries. What have you not seen in this country, in the United States? Any coverage of any protest in any other country. They want you blind, deaf and dumb and with your sleeve rolled up ready to take another shot. That's what they want. They want you to be sheep. And Jen Pazzaki said the thing out loud that she's not supposed to say out loud. <sighs> all right, folks. That was, that, was, that was, I went all over the place today. I'm I, I'm going to have to watch this episode back like three times just to type up the freaking show notes. Whew. I don't I was on a roll today, baby. All I did, literally, I I, I took down a post-it note and I was like, I think I want to talk about this. I think I want to talk about this. You know, I I literally wrote down protests around the world, Trudeau, bad actors equal a weak U.S., and killing jobs does not equal new jobs. That was it. That's literally what I had written down, and I just riffed for 32 minutes about those four topics. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! All right, folks. I'm gonna release. I'm gonna put this on the timer on the on the website there, so it'll release on Saturday just on time. Uh, but it is Wednesday where I'm at. Um, we're expecting snow and ice. Actually, we're getting rain, ice, snow uh, in that order. So it's gonna be really interesting around here for the next 48 to 72 hours. Um, so in the preparedness episode next week, uh, I'll tell you how it went. Uh, did we did we survive? again. Now, speaking of, of, of surviving, okay, so here's the thing. Um, when I was a kid, you just had a winter storm. You had a blizzard, okay? This is how corrupt and damaging and sensationalizing the media has become. They've now started naming winter storms. You know, when I was a kid, the only thing you named were hurricanes and typhoons, now I've got naming conventions for a, for a snowstorm, for, for winter weather. It used to be an Alberta clipper. You know, you would get an Alberta clipper that told you everything that you needed to know. It was a fast-moving cold front coming out of Canada. But no, now it's winter storm Brandon. You know, it just, I don't know. All right, I'm done for the day um so be good stay safe stay warm um i'll talk to you next week let you know how i survived the latest winter storm and uh and we'll go from there all right talk to you later be good happy hunger games and may the odds be ever in your favor